Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode two of the Respawn Podcast. Cue the clapping. As mentioned last week, my name is Bash and this is Lou. Lou, say hi to the peeps, please. What is up, peeps? We are back with episode two. And I'm freaking excited. That's all I can say. What a vibe, man. It is cool to be back on camera. I thought I was going to be a bit nervous, but hey, here we are. Um, we, won't, we, won't, we won't mention the technical difficulty we, that we've been experiencing for the past, what, 25 minutes, thanks to Bash and his <sighs> fiddling. But we are back. Episode two, guys. What a pleasure. That's it, man. And I think, uh, can we take ourselves seriously now that we're on to episode two? I don't know. What do you think? Not yet. Um, double digits, maybe. Double yeah, digits. Maybe, maybe double digits. Uh, you know what we'll do? We'll do a special episode for 10. 10. We'll, we'll do 10, 50, and 100. I like that. That's, that's, the way we do it. that's the way we do it. Ladies and gents, please, if you are watching right now, comment, subscribe, like. We want to hear what the milestones uh, uh, we should keep for ourselves, you know, and any uh, um, potential celebration ideas, you know, kind of thing. Because, I mean, look, Lou, we planned this November last year, November 22, yeah. I think. Yeah. We started speaking about, yeah, we started speaking about Respawn. Okay. And then uh, after that, we put everything together. We did all the groundwork. We did our plans, our templates. Boom. Stage six, seven, eight, load shedding, baby. Thank you very much, ESCOM, you know. And then I think we just got so frustrated that ESCOM wasn't changing that we just said, you know what? We are going all out with it. Let's get it. And I think, yeah. like we mentioned last week, first episode we recorded at uh, midnight. This one's mm -hmm. a little bit earlier, so, you know, but not, not like too, too much. Yeah. It's like much of a muchness at this moment in time, but yeah. hey, we're trying. We're trying. <laughs> It's, it's, it's an improvement. We'll take what we can get. Yeah, 100%. So just a quick shout out to all the new subscribers, followers, viewers. Thank you so much for watching episode one. All right. At the time of this recording, episode one hasn't premiered yet, but we are saying thanks anyway, so that when you're watching this, we, we are thankful that you did watch it. Uh, for those of you who are watching episode two now for the first time, please share, like, subscribe, you know, and uh, please tell us in the comments, you know, what do you guys think uh, about what we're talking about, our approach to things. Uh, any content that you would like to see, because I think, Lou, that's really important. You know, it's not just you and I sitting here talking and yapping our jaws for this no objective, you know. Well, we want to actually address what people have to say. Yeah, 100%. We're not just pretty faces trying to look good on the screen. <laughs> well, Bash, you are pretty, but, Thanks, you know, that's not, the main, that's not the main thing right now. The main yeah. thing, like I said, it's the content. So, yeah, everyone that's listened to episode one, thank you so much for, for listening to it, taking your time out. And please give us feedback. We can't even begin to even think about milestones if we're not hearing back from the audience. And exactly. um, mm. the audience is pretty much what's going to shape what we speak about. Exactly. And that's the sort of platform that we are looking to create here is one that is in touch with you guys. Mm. This is mm. a platform for you by us, essentially speaking. Yeah. For you so, by us. Like you know, that. we need the we need the content to come through from you guys. We need the feedback. We need the critiques. We need the comments. We need the laughter. We need the pain points. Absolutely anything and everything that comes to mind when you think of Respawn, let us know. We're on literally every single platform out there. So, you know, we want to be in the, what do they call it? want to be in the... In the thick of it. No, I don't in know. the thick of it. Um, in the trenches. There we go. In the trenches. That's we want to be in one. the trenches with you guys. So, yeah, as Bash said, everyone that is listening to us again after episode one, thank you so, so much. It really means a lot. Mm. And... um. Yeah, Bush, how are you feeling after the recording of the first episode? How's things been since then? It's a bit of a weird 
<laughs> yeah, it's so weird because you know the, the approach we're taking is the snippets first, then the episode release, dude. The amount yeah. of questions, you know, it's like it, I love the the building of the anticipation. It's like very very cool, and I'm actually I'm actually quite surprised at the engagement, you know, uh, that yeah. we've been getting on all the platforms. So again, thank you so much to all you guys who, um, who are actually sharing it out there, you know, because obviously you know they believe it's something worth sharing, you know, one hundred percent. But but I think the thing that irritated me the most is I mean we watched the episode so many times that we watched it so many times it actually got bad. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? We, we started, we yeah. started seeing this. And we're like, Oh, we shouldn't have said that. Oh, we shouldn't have done. Oh, oh. you know, eventually we just like, let's just not publish this thing, you know, but then, <laughs> but then you were like, okay, listen, we have watched it a thousand times. Let's just, let's just pull it back. You know, people are only watching it once or for the first time. They, they're going to dig it. You know, it's, it's, they're not going to see all the things we're seeing or hearing. You, you know what I'm Yeah, saying? that is true. And, and for reference, that was, the day after yeah <laughs> now we like what five days after it's even more cringe when i watch myself but hey you know similar to what we're going to be talking about in this episode it's something i had to do it's the process <laughs> that's it but it is the process and you know uh, like we mentioned in the beginning at this point we are kind of deciding the direction of the content you know um, yeah. but in terms of content types and what people want to see they got to let us know you know i mean i like reaction videos you know and and featuring different things and bringing different topics uh, uh, special guests, maybe you know all that kind of stuff. So whatever you guys want to see, let us know. We're, we're more than happy to to tailor it for you because we understand the impact that this show is aimed at having, and yeah. uh, we want to make it impactful. You know what I'm saying? So uh, th I think that's going to be cool. But to your point, Lou, uh, it was about the process, and um, we definitely experienced the process in this last week. I think, yeah, man, we we <laughs> had a crazy thing. Uh, if you guys are hearing rumbling and bumbling in the background, we are having the freakiest storm right now it just came out of nowhere um i had my headphones on i didn't even know it was a storm you know I, i'm looking i'm like wait is that my pc what is that that howling you know because sometimes my gpu makes like crazy noises because of those fans and stuff and lose like it's a storm bash i'm like what yeah like if, if your pc is making those noises it is certified broken but um luckily it's the storm bash's pc is fine we're good to go i'm happy I'm happy. As long as the PC is fine, that's the main thing, you know. So yeah. no, I got I got a question for you before we start. Okay. Hit me with it. All right. So so I know we didn't plan to just bring questions on each other, but you know, this is the fun of it. <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you, right? Honest opinion. Honest opinion. Your your thoughts on this. Okay. Yeah. You ready for this? Am I gonna is it like a yes, no? Am I rating it one out of ten? What is this? Well well, well you'll hear the question. Okay, so okay. here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. If Pinocchio said that his nose is going to grow right now, what would, yeah. what would happen? It would grow. But his nose only grows when he lies. If Pinocchio said that his nose was going to grow right now, what would happen? But he doesn't know it's going to grow. He's got no control over what's a line, what's not. He might believe it's going to grow, but is it really? Because if he's forcing the lie, is it really a lie then? You get what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, you, so, you, so you're saying that he could have said it, but if he didn't believe it, then it's a lie, so it would grow anyway. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I wasn't expecting that one from you, mm -hmm. mate. 
Yeah, well, well done, mate. Yeah, that wasn't bad. All right. What's your answer? Is there a right or wrong to no, this? No, I didn't even think about it. I'm like, ha, I'm going to catch him out. I didn't even get to it. I was like, geez, yeah, I want to see no, how wait, he... wait, Before we get into the media, Bosh, i got a question for you. No, sorry. I'm not taking any questions today. No, nah, you have to. It's already <laughs> slotted in, bro. And uh, okay. so it's actually a trend for girlfriends to ask their boyfriends. But the question's so cool that I just have to ask it anyways. So disclaimer, okay. no homo, but here we go. <laughs> okay, Bash. that's it. Oh, no. Here's a serious question. A uh, serious question. I gotta, must I write it down? No. No, 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 no. Okay, it's I'm going to write it down. Should come to you quite easily, the answer. Okay. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? <laughs> <laughs> I saw this trend. <laughs> I, did, I did see this trend. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> oh, dude. This is so freaking relatable. <laughs> dude, I don't, I don't even, I'll be honest with you. I actually don't want to admit it. I, 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 I do That's not it. lay it down, lay so, it down, so give the, it to us. You, you know what? The truth is too often because, you know, my, my favorite book to read is the book of Romans. Okay. It's called Romans, dude. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, you know, everything Paul's writing in that damn book is about, you know, rulers and, 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 you know, all this other kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay, you know, you kind of, you try and recreate the circumstances he was living in when he wrote these yeah. things and, and the crowd he was addressing and, you know, all these kind of things. So, bro, more than I should be. I'll be honest, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'd have to say it's, it's probably like, what, then three times a day, minimum? Yeah, minimum, dude, minimum. Like, seriously. Can I tell you what triggers me when it comes to the Roman Empire? What? And what actually gets me thinking. It's kind of embarrassing because, like, yours sounds really cool. It's Paul. Like, the best book he ever wrote. Okay. It's really uh, applicable to our life, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you get me, Lou over here. Mm -hmm. What reminds me of the Roman Empire is freaking roads. Like the roads we drive on? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. okay. So, so apparently, they invented roads. And that was one of the key factors to them being so, you know, dominant and successful because they could get, you know, army from A to B to C to D with, with no yeah. struggles. Yeah, and I'm just like, man, I'm getting around today in my car. Because of these, these people. Because these Romans made roads. Now I've got roads. How cool huh? is that, bro? It's a weird thing, but, but, but yeah. But let me ask you, okay, so you think about the roads thing, right? So, yeah. honestly now, honestly, do you go one step further and think about how, right, here in South Africa, we're actually disgracing the Romans with, with our roads? Do you, do you think about that? <laughs> I do. And then I just stop thinking about the Roman Empire in general. <laughs> Yeah, after you're busy driving, you're like, I'm just not worthy to think about the Roman Empire. Like, this is this is not good. You know? yeah, in my mind, it's like a little speech bubble comes up. It's like it must have been glorious, because it ain't anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really bad. I mean, the other day I was thinking about how I don't know, I can't remember when last I actually drove on a, a smooth city road. You know, it's it's. Ugh, dude. But to the Romans, though, to the Romans, thank you for the for the roads. You know, and. Um, Thank you for your, your, your way of ruling because, I mean, you know, Paul included some really cool perspective, <laughs> you know, on the yeah, fact that he was, based, he was based there, uh, you know, towards the end of his life. So, okay, so I think, I think we, sp we sprung the questions on each other, you know, and, and that's not bad. I, I'm, just, yeah. I'm just a bit concerned, though, because the amount of driving that you do, that means mm -hmm. you're thinking of the Romans probably more than I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that can be debatable. Yeah, debatable, 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 debatable. But I mean, look, it's the Roman Empire. You know, it's it's so crazy that every empire in history, um, has like this this shining glory and then this freaking scary dark side. 
you know, it, that is true. It, dude, yeah. it's so crazy. I mean, if you go back and you look at every great empire uh, from east to west, you know, it's like, jeez, dude. There's like so many things they did, but at, like the cost, you know. The yeah. cost. I was the like, cost. What? And it's always the cost of freaking human lives. It's like, guys, could we just not do something a bit less drastic right now? I mean, really, you know what I'm saying? It's it's like, yeah, you think back, you know, it's it was really, really brutal, eh? And um, I suppose the modern world is is brutal in different ways. Yeah, one hundred. You know what I'm saying? It's like I don't think it's any less brutal. It's just different. It just looks different, dude. Because you know, there's yeah. still yes, there's still so much suffering in the world, you know, and it's 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 so hectic because the issue is is that at the core of something that's evil, there's always or, or something that's evil or wicked. You know, there's always a selfish leader at the core of it. You yeah. know, it's not myth, mystical forces or you know, is it this? Is it that? It's it's actually just selfish leadership you know uh you know like like you look at south africa you know and people think that it's you know it's god doing this or this demon or the devil or, you know all this junk but guys we got to get to it and we got to say listen it's the freaking anc yeah you know what i'm saying question that's it dude our society has has become a, a shell of of a functioning country for no other reason except leadership dude you know yeah everything rises and falls on leadership you know, and I think people often underestimate um, the impact of that. You know, it's yeah, in and it's and it's in every it's in everything from um, from parents, teachers, uh, you know, bosses, political leaders, church leaders. You know, everything. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing uh, mystical or or you know, crazy to understand. It it's just on the leadership because what's the model? Leadership casts the vision. Leadership sets the temperature. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So if you get a selfish leader or you get an insecure leader, he's going to put that on the people. Yeah, 100%. And, and then if you take that leadership and you put it on the people and it just multiplies. You know what I'm saying? If you get an abusive leader who, who says uh, rules for thee and not for me, then the next thing is this freaking dude is doing what he wants. But the minute you step out of line, boom, sorry, dude, you're done. You know, it's, it's rough, dude. It's yeah. so, so, so hectic, you know. And uh, I'm glad we were talking about the Romans because, I mean, tonight uh, we wanted to discuss that, uh, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> See what oh. I did there? See what it did there? <laughs> that is good. I like that. I like that. That actually got me by surprise. Yeah, I didn't really? think Thinking quick. And believe well. it or not, um, to the audience that's listening, I'm the type of person that thinks ahead of, like, the lamest joke possible. Hmm. I don't think about that. That's true. That's true, it bro. Is. And, I, and, and you see, that's just a, that's just a bit of flair I threw in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bash flair. Yeah, and you know, um, we, we were talking, you know, last week, I think we touched on so many good points. You know, when we were doing the clips uh, that we wanted to do on socials, we had, I think it was nine, eight, something like that, you know? Yeah, total yeah. of eight. Yeah, ev eventually we just had to be like, okay, we're done. We can't do any more because it's literally seven days between episodes, you know? And, yeah. Uh, We've got a surplus here. It's a good thing to have. We can just come back to them. No, 100%. We'll, we'll, we'll chuck them out there at some point. But I mean, yeah. um, the thing is, is of all the points we discussed, I think the one we were feeling the most was um, that, that thing about process. You know, that came, yeah. out, that came out. There was like a lot of life in, in discussing that one, you know? Yeah. And, um, and we were talking about process and, you know, the struggle that people feel uh, in that, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know, Lou, you know, you, you, you're more recently out of school than I am. And I suppose your kind of age group of people, which is that like 20 to 25, you know, yeah. um, that, that kind of age group, um, you would have more of a sense of what that attitude is like, 
you know, and from my side, outside looking in, not necessarily being, mm. you know, among them as much as you are. Uh, for me, you know what it's actually looking like? It's actually looking like one of two things. Number one, um, they're scared or fearful, you know, yeah. about doing what they know they should be doing, right? Yeah. Or number two, it's the other extreme of they actually aren't interested in fulfilling any kind of potential or whatever because some other reason, maybe some struggle, maybe some pressure, they've decided that, listen, this is all I really got to do right now. So, I mean, if, if like that's available over there, yeah, over there, if that's yeah. like available, they're like, listen, at this point in time, man, I'm just surviving, you know, I just, yeah. I just got to get this done and, you know, I, I, I got to make that happen. You know, what's your thoughts on, on that? Yeah. I mean, it, those two points pretty much sum it up quite well, to be honest with you. I was just thinking about what we were mentioning last week and we, we touched on the process and the idea of, you know, what you sow is what you reap. Mm. And if I could also give like maybe a third perspective, which is kind of a combination of the two year is that the current mindset is, but why do I have to do that? Mm. Why do I have to sow in order to reap if something's already readily available? Mm. Right. So for example, the, the, what we were mentioning last week was the example of, you know, food. It doesn't just come out of thin air there's a farmer somewhere that's growing it, yeah, right? 100%. And that's the same principle that applies to literally anything that you obtain in life. Yeah. It's, it needs to start somewhere. It needs to go through something and then it'll end in a result. And the current mindset that I've picked up on and something that I've lived with personally myself that I had to come out of was, well, why do I have to do the hard work if I can see it? If it's right over there, then surely I can obtain it quite easily mm. without the process, mm. which is a combination of the, of the two because... <laughs> It's a weird one. The fear is there to, yeah. to commit. Yeah. It's also there's the fear of the unknown as well as pure laziness in my opinion. And I, I can honestly speak for myself that if I see something that I want, but I'm just not willing to put in the hard work, it's usually because I'm lazy. Mm. I'm just not seeing value in myself, which the, the lazy one I think is the easier one to admit to, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think that's the easy. Well, you know, maybe not admit to, but acknowledge. Acknowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the yeah, truth yeah. is, you know, if, if, if someone admits to being lazy, then it's only on them. You know, they rather yeah. have some other excuse. I mean, I know I feel like that. I'm like, if, if I think about like, okay, this is only not happening in my life because I'm lazy. And I sit back and I'm like, okay, that thought doesn't actually go any further. Like, uh, I should just get up and do it, you know, kind of thing. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's got a simple solution. Mm. Just get up and do it. I mean, we've got the three to one method that's made its trends on social media. Yeah, I've seen that. Right yeah. down, three to one, get up. Wait, have you tried it? I have tried it. And I tried it this morning, actually. How'd it go? It works. It does work. It doesn't wow. feel great. I'll be honest. It does not feel great. It feels like you're forcing a system into a weird reboot, but mm. it does work. It's just a mental sort of click, but yeah. it takes commitment at the end of the day. Whereas with the value situation or the value idea, if that's missing, if you're not rooted in the right things, where on earth are you going to fix that? No, no. You know, that's well, a bit of a... I think, you know, right things are very, very broad thing. I think if you're not rooted in something. In something at least. You know at what the I'm very saying? Least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the very least. Because I, I think, um, you know, a big culture that I think you and I have discovered in, in today's kind of youth environment is um, lack of standing for something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, la or a sort of extreme of standing for what serves me only. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? But I want to I wanna just touch on that point of what you mentioned before, you know, about, but why would I have to do that if it's freely given to me? You know, interestingly enough, um, in 2020, and I know we mentioned lockdown a lot uh, on the first episode, but I just need to touch on this. 
Mm. Um, oh, oh, Rampis. He uh, he introduced for those who are listening. Rampis is Ramaphosa. Okay. Uh, he introduced the social grant, this 350 rand social grant thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, unfortunately, in South Africa's economy, I don't know what 350 rand can get you. Uh, you know, it's 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 really rough. It's, it's almost it's, laughable to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it's really it's really rough. You know, but um, what's happening now is is that they're looking at financial policies, okay? Because the youth who were receiving this grant or whatever is now in an uproar because they're saying, no, it's not enough. We need more. Mm. But People with that kind of mindset, what's happening is, is that they're saying it's like, okay, but we don't want to work. Like, what do you like? I just give me the money, you know, sort of yeah. thing. And and Rampis is looking at these policies that he wants to implement, increasing VAT, increasing fuel, you know, all this kind of stuff to generate um, more revenue for government to pay these things over. Um, as much as there is a huge monetary impact, it's more the character impact that's now taking place. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because the truth is, it's exactly right what you're saying. I mean, there, there is always, I, I don't think it's now, I think in, in this day and age, it's because we're experiencing it so much, but that get rich quick or, you know, <sighs> hit it big and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that can't happen, but I'm saying mm. what, what's happening is, is that everyone wants to go that route instead of building something sustainable and something lasting. Yeah, 100%. I mean, the, the get rich quick formula, if I can call it that, it's great. But it serves, like you said, one person. Mm. It serves mm. one generation, one family, most of the time. That's mm. it. Because there's no wisdom that comes with that. Yeah. So, 100%. you know, 100%. if, you, if you're going to get rich quick without any wisdom that you're going to build in the character process of building something, you're not actually going to build any wealth that's going to carry on yeah. from generation to generation to generation. And, you know, the Bible even says that a wise man stores up for Children's children. Yeah, yeah, the children's children, you know, generations to come. And I think one of the biggest, what's the word I can use, quibs that I had with my generation specific is that you speak to every person, especially the men for some reason, the boys, the guys, you know, I'm going to call them boys because they're not adults yet, you know. <laughs> they are. They're 20 to 25, you're an adult. <laughs> okay, no, back in school, back in oh, school. Let's okay. take it back five, five, six years ago. Right? Okay, in school, yeah. And yeah. all the boys just want to get rich quick. Oh, we're going to become multimillionaires. We're going to become rappers. We're going to become this. We're going to become that. Mm. It's like, but guys, you, you can't even commit to, to school. Yeah. Like, can't you do homework? <laughs> yeah. And, and I know that sounds boring and nerdy and maybe very um, old school, but it's the principle behind the matter is that if you mm. can't even commit an hour of your time to study for a test, then how on earth are you going to commit to building something that requires perhaps a full day's work, yeah. a full week's work, a full years, year, 10 yeah. years of your life? Yeah. You know, so it's just very confusing and it always got to me because I'm like, guys, but how on earth are you planning on getting there? Mm, mm. Because, and this sounds very, this, this is going to sound very terrible, right? But let's just think about like footballers, right? Who's yeah. got the X factor? You get the guys that come around, Ronaldo, Messi, you know, a few other names maybe come up to mind like Haaland and guys like that. But it's like, if I think about every person that I met that had that mindset, none of them had that X factor. Mm. Mm. Which ended up being a place of confusion because I'm like, am I just seriously doubting myself and not confident enough here? Because this guy thinks he can do it. Mm. Mm. Why on earth he thinks he's capable or qualified to do so? I have no idea. I could not understand that at all. You know, like not at all. To this day, I still can't understand it to a certain degree. But now that I'm rooted in Christ, I understand the difference between qualification and capability. Yeah. And that's in a massive, massive, how can I say, perspective mindset change to be able to say okay cool i'm qualified but i'm not yet capable mm. which is great because i can get capable 
yeah. some time, some effort, some work. But I can't do that if I don't have the idea of, all right, cool, I need to start at point A to get to point Z. I need to go through the 24 letters in between, mm-hmm. 24 stops in between. You know, I can't just get there. Mm-hmm. And the get rich mindset, you know, actually, <laughs> now that we're on that, it, it reminds me of um, instant gratification. Of which I actually heard a very interesting um, perspective on that the other day. Okay. So Jordan Peterson was busy um, interviewing this really, really qualified lady. Mm-hmm. And listen, she's on some cool vibes. Like a lot of what she has written and studied and all of that is really cool. She discusses that it's all about being in the mind. Yeah. Where the mind goes, the body will follow. Yeah. And pretty much soon afterwards, everything else in your life will follow as well. Mm-hmm. Right? And her take on instant gratification is go for it. If you can get it instantly, why not? But her mindset behind that or her logic behind that is to say, it spurs you into action. You get what I'm saying? So it's instant if you instantly do what needs to be done. It's not instant in the sense of you just get it by doing nothing. Interesting, huh? Well, okay. I think, I think that's certainly a, uh, something to think about as opposed to so instant, not getting it instantly, but start working that's towards it, it instantly. You know, I, th- I think that's a good way to spin it, you know, 100%. Right. Good way to spin it. But, you know, like you talk about the, the boys, you know, because I even remember when I was in high school, you know, and yeah. um, there, there, was, there was times where I was like, hey, how, how am I going to make this work? All I know yeah. is I just need lots of money. <laughs> it seems to fix everything. Dude, it's like, you know, it's, it's and, and, you know, you, you could be believing that for, for many reasons. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Maybe you, you grew up poor, maybe... You know, you're looking at a mentor or something. You're like, oh, I want to be like that person, or you know, whatever it is. Maybe you just you were just limited. Maybe you just want more stuff. Whatever the reason is, you know, money always kind of forms that center of it. You know, and you're right. It is more the guys. You know, because because if, if you look at the girls in, in high school, they were never talking about how they're gonna get rich. No ways. <laughs> Not at all. They were like what? You know, kind of thing. And maybe they maybe they're better for that part. You know. Yeah, they were the ones stressing about not studying for the test. Yeah, 100%. Like, can I see your highlighted notes, please? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, uh, I don't even have a workbook. What are you talking about, highlighted notes? Do you have a workbook? My school bag is this big. <laughs> but but um, the thing is, is, is you know, when, when you look back at it, money became everything. And, and I think, you know, as a young person, if, if that, that getting a lot of money is your motive for things, you actually limit yourself more than you realize. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Because the truth is, like a lot of people, you know, to, to your earlier point about, you know, uh, I can't dedicate time to homework, but I, I would give my life for this, you know. Uh, and, and, you know, the reason behind it is always oh, because uh, this is what I love doing, you know. The truth yeah. is, the truth is, and, and this is me exp- like confirming to you being on the other side and other people will, will say this as well. You know, they'll confirm this is that anything that you need to do for money, you will hate. 100%. I Simple. can agree with that. Yeah. Simple. They're like, oh, no, but you know, I just want to do my passion every day and all that stuff. Listen, you, you love your passion because you can do it freely. Yeah. But if you have to do your passion to pay your bills, listen, <laughs> you, you're going to still enjoy it and stuff, whatever. But on certain days, it ain't going to feel like your passion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's really not going to. And, and it's the reality of it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, I've experienced it in, in many elements, you know, um, I'll, I'll talk about, you know, maybe, maybe sport, for example, you know, yeah. um, I had an opportunity to, to actually do really well at tennis when I was in school, you know, I had an opportunity to, to like play provincial and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But unfortunately I, I couldn't take advantage of that because there was no means to do it. You know, we were, yeah. we weren't really like rich to, 
you know, to fund these things and all that stuff. Anyone who knows anything about tennis is like, geez, you need money to play that sport, dude. It's crazy. At a competitive the level. Is, the, the sponsors are Rolex, so. Yes. <laughs> speaks for itself. Ro- Rolex and banks, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, and, and you know, so later on in my life, I decided, no, I want to pick it up. You know, I know I've got a bit of talent in the game, yeah. you know, and I decided, I made a decision. I want to say, okay, cool. I want to see how far I can get, you know, and, I mean, I think I was number like eight in, in SA when I was competing in tennis SA mm. tournaments and stuff. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's only nine people. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but the point I'm making is that, you know, um, there, there was a hectic, hectic journey to take yeah. uh, to get myself able to play tennis at a level. Okay. You, know, you know what I'm saying? And, and it, took, it took gym. It took coaching. It took hours on the court. You know what I'm saying? It took spending money on equipment. It took spending money uh, uh, on, on shoes and, and, and hours researching and, and, you know, looking at specific diets and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Because when you get on the court, you realize, okay, this is not just about ooh, me wanting to do this. And, you know, I'm just going to see what happens is that if you've got a motive inside of you that I want to be the best at this, you realize that you've got to look at every aspect of it. And you've yeah. got to commit to being the best in every aspect, yeah. you know? And I promise you, when I, when I first started, um, the coach I went to at that time, uh, I, I told her, yeah, let's start, you know? And she's like, okay, let's just start with 30 minutes. It'll be fun. I'm like, okay, yeah, 30 minutes is cool. Dude, my first coaching lesson, all right? I think I w- it was about six minutes and I yeah. was lay- laying down flat on the, on the court. <laughs> I, I couldn't, dude, oh, I kid tough. you not. That is tough. I was like, oh my gosh. But, you know, <laughs> eight months to a year, I yeah. could do a two-hour coaching lesson, Let's not, e- go. not even That's stopping. Great. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But, but the thing is, I am I am not disillusioned about what that took. Yes, you, you yeah, know what I'm saying. And, and and I think I think uh, you know a big part of this dream big get get rich quick. You know, oh, I want to be this. I want to be this. I want to be this. I want to do all these things. You know, uh, to your earlier point of people not even knowing themselves. You know, and what what they're capable of, what they're not. You know, but yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with us always being exposed to finished products. You with me? We're, yeah. we're always being exposed to finished products. We're never being exposed to process. Yeah. You with me? And even, even content that is process-based, right, it's always in a finished product form. For example, this, this podcast, right? Yeah. We, we're nowhere near the finished product of what Respawn could be. We agree with that, you know? But the process video would be the 25 minutes before this where we were just like, <laughs> why, why, why does it look like this? Why, why, where's the button? Googling, you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And here we're just talking about that process now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we, we're just always given finished products. And like, like that is it. You know, we see the Messi's and the Ronaldo. You yeah. know, we see, we, 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 we see the musicians. We see the, 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 the gaming stars. We see the movies. We see, we see all these things. You know what I'm saying? But... Yeah. um. Because success is, is such an amazing thing, you know, that when people share it, they share the success story. It's, yeah. very, it's very rare that they actually go into the, the, the roller coaster of thoughts and emotions that you have to navigate through when you're yeah. on the process of reaching your goal. Yeah, that's so, so true. And I can relate to that in quite a few aspects of my own life. I mean, just going through high school. So in grade 10, we choose our subjects. One of the subjects I choose is art. One of the first projects we have to do is paint. And I'm like, huh? But I've never been taught how to do this. Like I've seen it, but I ain't been taught how to do it. And then 
it's just like such a weird process. I had to then realize, okay, cool. Everything that I've seen, like you're saying, is the final form. Like it did not help me to understand the intricacy that it takes into getting to that final form. Mm, 100%. Literally, it, it was such a crazy dynamic because then I was doing that for three years of my life, essentially. And it went from being one of the people in the class that just literally did not know what the hell I was doing to receiving the award for the best artist in, in grade 12. Sure. And let's go. that is the, the process that took place there was time, time and effort. Mm. And I love what you mentioned about the tennis. It's, it's understanding that every aspect has to be understood. Yeah. You have to place yourself in that environment and literally go in every single direction mm. and explore what is held in those directions. And that is really what I would say the process comes down to. This process that we've been speaking about is that once people enter into a process of any sort, there's all these directions that they can go into. And I honestly believe that one of the reasons why the process gets avoided is because that is daunting as heck. Yeah, dude. Geez. It's extremely daunting. Mm. And to have the, the discipline, if I can use that word, to actually be able to sit down and formulate a way to get through this. This, this process yeah that takes it takes raw discipline yeah. and it takes practice 100%. you know you're not you're never going to navigate it the right way from the from the get-go mm. it's no. going to take one process then the second process and the third process and each process lends to the next one to say okay cool this is how we're going to navigate this this is how and i love what you use there the emotional roller coaster mm. because man it is an emotional roller coaster because the self-doubt sets in the the doubt of the actual end goal sets in and then a whole bunch of other things set in. Yeah. And eventually you're at a point where you honestly just feel defeated. Mm. Bearing in mind that can happen in two days. It's not like it's a drawn out process. Dude, they, they can happen like in the morning and in the evening. Like, like <laughs> I mean, I mean, dude, you, you've, you, you started your kind of uh, web dev journey, what, probably a month or two back, right? Mm -hmm. And look, I'll be, I'll be honest. Look, as, as a, uh, an average level techie that I am, yeah. okay? I would say that you're not necessarily in the techie league. You know, you know how to operate yeah. it. You know the buttons, you know all that. You, not know, at all. you know how things work, you know what I'm saying? But you know the techies go deep. Hold the conversation. Yeah, yeah. You're like, That's oh, wow. you know, sort of thing. And, and dude, I, I, I saw it all over you when, you when I showed you, listen, this is it. This is how you're going to do it. You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Dude, the first few days you were AWOL, dude. You were like, hell no. Nah. I don't want anything to do with any of this, you know? But but the truth is, you know, the truth is, I mean, like like you say, you gotta you gotta take a deep breath. You gotta put your shoulders down and you're like, okay, I'm gonna find a way through this, you know? But yeah. but the reason I believe it's so daunting, okay, you know, we talk about that emotional roller coaster, is because mm -hmm. we measure our value by what we're doing and how well we're doing it. Yeah. You, you, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? That, that's what I we honestly testify to that. I mean, just taking it back to the art process. Yeah. Bro, I was busy gauging my success on understanding how to do art based off my finished product on the canvas. Yeah, absolutely. And then literally throwing away the entire baby with the bathwater mm. and forgetting what I'd learned and getting to that end product. Yeah. Look, the end product yeah. didn't look great, mm. but I, the, I learned so much in getting there. 100%. And I just threw all of that away. Mm. completely chucked it and it's just it is so not beneficial to be doing that yeah completely. and the same comes down to the process like sure the end goal <laughs> it doesn't look the way that maybe you, you you wished it would or that you hoped it would but don't don't forget or neglect what you have learned in that process yeah and last week you mentioned or in the previous episode you mentioned that people don't enjoy the process mm. 
unenjoyable. Yeah, and I mean, if if we break it down, you know, um, let, let let's talk about that for a moment now. So, yeah. um, a big side effect, right, is that everyone can agree that the environments that they grew up in, right, yeah, whenever they didn't do well, okay, more often than not, they were ridiculed instead of encouraged. Yeah. Negative I mean, consequences. Dude, I mean, it's, it's so true. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you, yes, you do. Like uh, uh, when I was in high school, we still had track and field, right? Have you ever yeah. tried to throw a damn javelin? I tried once and I never went back to it. My bro, I was like, I was watching everyone. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll ask the teacher, how do you it do it? It looks easy, right? Yeah, the teacher's like, okay, cool. You do this. And then, you, you know, I'm like, oh, look, I could do this. So I'm like, yes, you dude. I go full force. I'm like, let's go, baby. Yeah. I go, go, run, run, get to the line, dude. And I just let this arm loose. Bro, that javelin smacked me so hard <laughs> in the back of my head, dude. I promise you, I probably spun and hit the ground. You know what I'm saying? Oh, now man, That's embarrassing. Dude, it, <laughs> I'm dude, sorry. I would have been ridiculing you, bro. <laughs> well, believe it or not, I was the, the tail end of all the jokes. But, but <laughs> that, is, that is just the environments that we used to. You with yeah. me? And this I'm is just... why people are so opposed to learning. Because yeah. the truth is, with learning and, and, and getting skillful and all these things, you have a dumb phase. You with me? You have a dumb, yeah. dumb phase, right? But, uh, but now here's <laughs> the logic. Phase. Here's the logic of it. Because we actually yeah. fear the embarrassment and, you know, all that kind of stuff, we don't endure to develop it. You know, like you were saying, we have the qualification. We just have the skill, yeah. right? So the truth is, is like when we get to that place, we're like, okay, we tried once. We're like, I can't do this. Yeah. Right? Or let's say we see, we see a master at work, right? Let's say we, I mean, what, what, who's, who's a master of craft that you, that you enjoy, for example? Ooh, Hans Zimmer, bro. Oh, Hans Zimmer. Jeez, let's talk to... about some legend, legendary Dude, soundtracks. You, ha- you had to talk about the master at work. <laughs> okay, anyway, let's take Hans Zimmer, right? Uh, and, and, you know, let's say we're listening to Hans Zimmer or, I mean, let's say we're watching Whatever movie he's done. He did Interstellar. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Let's say Interstellar. Hans Zimmer did Interstellar, right? Okay. Stella, yeah. That's a good one. Because Pirates of the Caribbean, all the scores in there was like epic and jovial, you know? But like yeah. Interstellar was like, I'm getting you in the gut, you know? In like, yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> but so, so we listen to it, you know? And our first reaction is always, oh, geez, I wish I could do that. Yeah. And you know, on the process, you know, tennis being one of the stories, you know? Uh, on the process of it, what I actually learned, you know, uh, um, that, that God actually revealed to me is that I first need to ask is, could I do it if I put in the same amount of effort that he did? Yeah. You with me? Logical question. Yeah, yeah, you understand. And, that's got, and that is not uh, uh, by any means diminishing their skill or their talent or their art, anything like that. It's just people need to understand the judgments they're making against themselves when they say, I wish I could do that. Immediately, you put, your, you put yourself in a space of absolute, st- uh, 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 what's the word? Absolute, uh, um, what's the word? Like disqualification, if you want to yeah. call it that. Disqualification and inability. Really? Yeah. Sorry, inability. Yeah. Absolute inability, you know? When in actual fact, let's, t- let's take music, music talent, for example, right? We put it on a scale of one to 10, okay? From a point of raw talent, Hans Zimmer is probably like eight. You don't know, yeah. like a seven or eight, you know? I mean, maybe he's a bit, let's give it six or seven for the example, right? Let's say Hans Zimmer is six or seven, right? But yeah. um, with all the effort that he put in yeah. by becoming skillful and, you know, by, 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 
by really committing to mastering this stuff, he took his raw six or seven and he's literally at a nine or 10. Yeah, he boosted himself. You, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and that's the process people forget. You know, it's like, it's like guitar, right? I, you know, I play guitar, whatever. So over the years, you know, from when I started, I'll never forget, I was watching a, a Metallica DVD, right? And Kirk Hammett rocks up there because I was at my friend's house and his dad loved music, yeah. right? So he's like, hey, come check this DVD. So I'm like, okay, cool. And you know, they live, I think it's like in the 80s or 90s. I don't know where they were. And it's playing and it's like already, I'm like, oh, this is like too heavy. I'm Indian. Which Indian listens to heavy metal. And I'm like, mm. I, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I don't know. But at least he's not like growling and you know, all that. He's actually like trying to sing, yeah. scream. You he's know, not like coming out of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then not, not doing that. You know, I can't, even, <laughs> yeah. I can't even do it. Anyway. But, um, geez, and Kirk Hammett in this one part of the song just walks out and man, this, this man's fingers are like, like, like a spider was jumping on a hot plate, but on that guitar. Yeah. And, and I heard this glorious sound and it just electrified something in me, dude. And I'm like, I want to do that, yeah. you know? And, and what did I do? I was like, okay, I'm going to, what, what did he do to get there? You with me? What did he yeah. do to get there? When it did all the groundwork, when it did everything, whatever. And, and at periodic times in my journey of playing guitar and everything, there were these new artists, these new geniuses, you know? You look at, yeah. uh, at uh, uh, Charlie Robbins, Tim Henson, Tosin Abasi, you know, all these guys. Uh, dude, I know you, you're like Tim Henson's biggest fan. I get that, okay? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> but you remember when his music came out, right? Yeah. Everyone was like, how does he even do that? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But what did I do? I said, no, yeah, no. you went and learned it. I'm like, I can freaking learn this, right? <laughs> And I yeah. kid you not, the thing is, is that it came from that place to be like, okay, but listen, if I want to do this, I need to test if I can learn what is needed to do it. That's it. It's, it's, no, one has, no one has these finished products of skills. What everyone yeah. has is potential. Mm. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, potential. What everyone has is potential. And until you take the journey... You know, and some people, you know, they, the emotional guys come out, yeah, take that chance, believe in yourself, da, 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 No, 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 that stuff doesn't work. You've got mm -hmm. to look at it for what it is, is that you have potential. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to believe in yourself. You have potential. You have to acknowledge that you have potential, you know? Yeah. And the truth is, is that the potential is already there, right? Why? Because the Bible tells us that all the gifts and call of God are irrevocable. God created you with all your gifts and talents. 100%. You know what I'm yeah. So you can accept, look, I have these things. Now your process of, of, of growing this and perfecting this and becoming skillful in it is a matter of, hey, what level could I actually get to? Yeah. You, you, you know what I'm saying? No, 100%. And I think a key point that you're mentioning there is that God already placed all that potential inside of you. 100%. And we're going to get the people that say, okay, great. How does that help me? And well, the next step in my mind is then to, then you take the step after you've acknowledged what's inside of you, then you take the step to say, well, you know what, God, I can sense this bubbling inside of me. I can sense there's life in this direction. Mm. Show me something, guide me, lead me. hundred percent. Let me see the, the, the life that this can go to. Mm. And, you know, to put a question out there to you, Bosh, is that if we've got the mindset and the mentality of get rich quick, mm. Mm. right? How on earth are we ever going to activate that potential? Yeah, please do. Yeah, you know? I, I think the, 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 biggest, the biggest point about that question is, right, is no one wants to be honest about why they want to get rich. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah. Listen, that's a, that's listen, that's a dude. big one. We need to, we need to be real. We need listen. to ask those questions. It gets awkward real quick. <laughs> you know, you know the, 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 the cricket noises. <laughs> the Bible tells us that, listen, we are empowered to prosper. Okay. We yeah. are blessed. Blessed means empowered to prosper. Okay. Now, the thing is this, if you, if you're walking, uh, if you're living your life based on God's precepts, right? Based on God's yeah. wisdom. Okay. And I'm not talking about obedience here. I'm saying you're actually applying God's values to your life. Right. Yeah. Um, when I say not obedience, I mean in the way that everyone traditionally understands it. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know, that's that's of no value. But but if you're applying his values to your life, right? Yeah. You are automatically going to experience the power to be blessed, to prosper. Mm. You with me? Now the thing is this is that people have defined money with blessing. Yeah. You with me? But the truth is, why would Jesus give you something that the world can give you. Well, it doesn't make sense. It just, of course it doesn't make sense. But the problem is that people don't take the two, the two minutes to think further than that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and, just, and just like what you're saying, now, the, the, if, if people are living a life just, just to chase money, right? Yeah. And every rich person will tell you this, you know? At some point down the line, they will admit this because of burnout, because of, you know, whatever it is. They will admit this. They will say, you know what? Money can't buy you happiness. Yeah. This this guy the other day, what was his name? What's his what's his name? The guy with the goat brand. He's always got the the woman around him and uh um I don't know their names. Ignite. Ignite. He's got that Ignite company. Um, okay. anyway, Dan, Dan. Dan. Oh, Balzerian. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Sa- he said on a podcast, I can't remember who it was, but he said he said openly, he's like, uh, money can't buy you happiness. Yeah. It can't. He says up until the point where you, you, you reach a point where once your basic needs are met, you know, you kind of realize that, oh, flip, buying more stuff is not actually making my life better. Yeah. Do you with me? And that's why I raised the point is that people aren't honest about why they want to get rich. You with me? They are being driven by all the history of upbringings and environments and jobs and circumstances and everything, and they think money's going to be the answer. Yeah. You with me? But money is just a tool. Money can't fix your heart. You, you understand what I'm saying? Money can't restore your heart. It can't heal your heart. All money is going to do is give you different experiences to change your emotional state. Yeah. If you're using it from the point of view of self-gain. You understand? Yeah. So um, when we look at how that get rich quick, it betrays the value that God has given us. It yeah. betrays the value that God sees us with. Yeah. You with me? And, and I think, uh, you know, we were discussing in preparation for this show about how, you know, we are so intimidated by what success looks like as opposed to actually doing it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and it comes down to the simple thing that, listen, if you have not adopted the values that God has given us in his word, what's going to yeah. happen is, is that you're going to work or try or place all your effort and all your objectives in trying to become valuable as opposed to understanding that whatever success is out there is an expression of the value that God already has for you. And not just you, but the other people around you. 100%. I mean, to, to jump in there, what you're saying, that money is a tool. I mean, in all honesty, that's, if you could just change that perspective mm. to say that money is a tool and not the end goal, I promise you, you're probably going to have more money than you know what to do with. 100%. At the end of the day. Oh, 100%. Because once you realize that money is a tool and not the end goal, like you were saying, 
it, it keeps the passion alive. It doesn't, you don't become a slave to the money game. Yeah. Right. 100%. So the passion stays alive, then enjoying the process stays alive. Mm. And what's cool about that is that if the money is just a tool, it doesn't cloud you from wanting to look to God for help. Yeah. 100%. Right. Because if money is, is blocking our vision, because I always see it like this, it's, it's, it's almost like a blinker. And it's something that I, I had to go through myself personally. You know, I mentioned in the previous episode that I went through the cycle of, you know, employed, unemployed, self-employed. And before I could get to the point of being self-employed, I had to work through that, man, in my own heart. Yeah, I had to course. say, you know what, am I going to be leaving a, a good paying job just so I can chase more money? Mm. Like, is that really what I'm, what I'm doing? If that is the case, then I better stay where I'm at. Because <laughs> then at least I'm getting the money that I'm chasing. You know what I'm saying? And it's just... The, the intention and the motive, I think people forget that to keep the process real in a sense and to keep the process from feeling like it's not slipping through your fingers, they have to be honest to themselves and to those around them about what their intention is. Yeah, absolutely. Which, which, which ties in with what you're saying to people aren't honest about why they want to get rich. It's, it's a completely, at the, way, at the bare bones of it, it's a very, it's a very shallow reason. Oh, of course. I have to, I have to honestly just put that out there because mm. if it's just for yourself and your own basic needs, then it's shallow. Mm. There's, there's nothing more to that. 100%. But if you can keep money as a tool and not be intimidated by it, and you're not going to experience that intimidation is, or should I say the way you're not going to keep that intimidation alive in your heart is by actually looking to God to help you. Yeah. Guide you to keep the scope of things as they should be as you're working through the process. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Keeping, keeping the main thing, the main thing, you, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because you, you know, and, and a lot of people, <clears throat> unfortunately, um, you know, we, we know that Christians haven't done a great job in representing this properly, you know, because even they themselves, a lot of them aren't honest, you know, because the truth is they haven't come to the truth of the gospel, you know, yeah. um, uh, shall I say the truth of walking the gospel out, you know, cause the Bible yeah. says we're saved by grace, you know, through faith from yeah. first to last, you know? So the truth is, is that when we look at like what you're explaining now, you know, and what you're touching on, um, cause I, I have, you know, over my, over my years, I, I've had a lot of conversations, a lot of heartache, a lot of, um, what's the word? Regret, you know, mm. of dealing with people who weren't honest about their thing, you know, and um, they've hurt me, you know, but even more severely, I've seen them hurt themselves. You know, the yeah. Bible tells us that, that uh, um, uh, people pierce themselves with many sorrows because of the love of money, mm. you know, so, so true. And, and, and the love of money doesn't mean, oh, you didn't say because you have lots of money. No, it's because it's, it's <laughs> you love it, you know, and, 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 you know, the thing is, is that you're seeing value, right, in, in, in having a lot of money so that that gives you value. 100%. And that's, they're not honest about. That's they are thing. not honest about that. And you literally see that come to life and money goes out the picture. 100%. You know? Then literally everything slowly begins to fall apart. Yeah, for and sure. And then you have to ask yourself the logical question, okay, what was keeping this all together? Mm-hmm. You can't say and, it was God. And you know, my, my, my hardest thing that I've had to deal with, Lou, is, is when that moment happens. Yeah. You have to deal with the fact that, you know what, these people were just around until they got rich. Sure. <laughs> yeah, now listen, that, that's tough. Yeah. You know, that, that, that is tough, you know, and, um, and, you know, it's just one of the threads, you know, but it's, it's, it's something that's so hectic because when we look at it is that the beauty 
right? The beauty of being found in Jesus, firstly. Mean, what yeah. does that mean? Now, what, let, let's, let's touch quickly on what it means to be found in Jesus. It means that every attribute, every property, okay? I'll, I'll give you an example, all right? Yeah, give here's it to a, us. Here's this pen, right? Can you see the pen? Yeah. Oh, see the pen? Okay. Yeah. Very, very nice pen. I love this pen. It writes beautifully. One of my clients actually gave me this pen, but anyway. So, here's this pen, right? Now, can you see I can touch this pen? You know, mm-hmm. and I can, I can feel this pen. The pen can make a noise. Yeah. You know, the pen clicks. You know, I can write with it. You know, I can yeah. test it if I want. I'm not going to do that on the video. Anyway, uh, but you can see all these things have properties. Okay. Yeah. And I can interact with those properties based on my five senses. Are you with me? Yeah. But now here's the thing, right? Being found in Jesus means that I don't make a decision about my properties based on what's in the world through my five senses. Okay. For example, right? I can't think I'm successful when I have a lot of money. Mm. I can't think I'm beautiful when I look a certain way. I can't think I'm intelligent or all these things because of a level of knowledge that I have. Or, you know, all these kind of things. Because the Bible tells us that in Christ, we are whole. We are saved, healed, delivered, set free, made prosperous. Yeah. Are you with me? Now, those attributes there come from God himself. So being yeah. found in Jesus means that all those attributes, right? I can only experience based on him. Mm. So what you're saying is that we can't be looking at external evidence. 100%. Well, physical evidence. Or physical, should I say, yeah. Yeah. So we shouldn't be looking at physical evidence. Now, that physical evidence that we shouldn't be looking at, is that in the end goal of the process? Or is that throughout the process? Or is that before we even begin at the process that we should not be looking to, to those things? Before we even begin. Before we even begin. Because, because the truth is, what is the truth? Is that, if, listen, if you're a believer in Jesus, you start at the finish line. Yeah. The Bible tells us, listen, you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. It tells us that mm-hmm. you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It tells us that you are one spirit with God. You're a new creation. You are holy and perfect, sanctified, right? So yeah. basically what it's saying is that the state that you are in your spirit right now, you're not going to improve upon. Sounds like a finish line to me, but... It sounds complete. Yeah, you know, it sounds finished. <laughs> and the next question people say is, oh, what's the point of living life? Well, the point of living life is that now you are here to express the value you're experiencing in that. Are you with me? That's because yeah. we are supposed to uh, pursue expressing to the maximum level of that value for yeah. the benefit of each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the truth is, the gifts God's given you is not the same as the gifts God has given me. But the way it's supposed to work is that I am supposed to say, God, you have blessed me with these gifts, man. Thank you so much. Give me the grace now. Give me the wisdom, you know, so that I can get skillful in these. I can grow this. I can, I can make this into something to help people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's that, that's the foundation of it. So yeah. when we look at success, success is not what I'm amassing for myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As much as, as, much as that is a thread of it because – you know, when you're becoming successful, you are going to amass a lot of things. But yeah. the question is this. The question is this, is that everything that you're going to do, okay, everything you're going to amass yeah. and all that kind of stuff along this process, are you going to be alone doing it? Mm. Are you, are you <laughs> going to have a purpose so small that it's limited to yourself? Or like you say, are you going to be like that wise man, that good man that scripture talks about who leaves an inheritance for his children's children? Yeah. You with me? <laughs> pertinent question to be asking 
That's it. And perhaps that's what we should be heading to for the next episode is to, to, to discuss what the experience should be going through the process. 100%. 100%. We have, we, I, I agree. Because that experience is, is ideally, that sh- could we maybe say that's the, the gauge as to what you're busy going through. That's the process then, is the experience. Because like you mentioned, I think you mentioned it earlier a few, few moments ago when you were saying that everyone's looking at the finished goal. And even if we look at church culture, everyone's always worried about the, the big testimony that they're going to have at the end of whatever. I'm like, but guys, what about the day-to-day small things? Yeah. What about the experience that you're having with God specifically every single day? Mm. Is that not in and of itself a testimony worth speaking about? And the same goes with the process, whether it's becoming tennis star, whether it's just realizing your potential in whatever one of your many talents are. Instead of always looking at the end goal, what is your experience on the day to day? Because if that's not the the meat of the matter, what is then? So I think that an audience, maybe we should put a poll out, but honestly, I think we should be going in the direction of in our next episode, let's chat about that. Let's break it down as to what this experience actually is throughout the process. Because the process is all good and well, but if I'm not going to enjoy the experience or at least not have the correct mindset to enjoy the experience, mm. it's not going to be, it's not going to, I'm not going to want to commit to it. Yeah. And I can guarantee probably nine out of 10 people feel that way unless they're both different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, hey, maybe, but I, I tend to agree with you that, you know, we, 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 maybe we should, if, if the viewers want it, we, we should definitely go a bit deeper with it. Um, and I think, I think, you know, Lou, let's go back to that, that thing you're talking about now. So process, okay, and, and the experience yeah. in that process, right? Now, I made a comment earlier about, you know, they say, believe in yourself. Do you know, <laughs> you're actually short-circuiting your psyche by doing that. You are actually, you are actually deluding yourself. What's the yeah. word? Uh, delulu. Is that the word? That's the, the yeah. <laughs> right? Apparently, I don't know. If, that's, if, that, if that is dangerous in any way, my apologies. I actually... Yeah, we I, don't know if we're using that correctly. Yeah, yeah. It, it rhymes. Disclaimer, <laughs> disclaimer, okay? But, but the truth is, is that, you know, they say, oh, believe in yourself, you can. Now, believe in yourself and you can are two different things because the truth is you can, right? But you can't believe in yourself because you've already seen yourself fail. Yeah, 100%. You understand? I believe in myself if I've got no evidence to do so. Exactly. It does not make sense. So the key is to believe in Jesus. Because mm. Jesus doesn't fail. Jesus hasn't failed. He conquered. Are you with me? So yeah. now when we in on that process and we like, we're in that dumb phase. You know that dumb phase of learning, man? That really dumb yeah. phase, you know? <laughs> the thing is, is, is that we, uh, um, we must make sure that when we're in that dumb phase and we're feeling those emotions of failure and regret and, you know, frustration and all these things. Yeah. We got to come to the point where we say, okay, you know what? I can't believe in myself because I've seen myself fail. Yeah. But I can believe in one who hasn't failed and one who's telling me that my value is not attached to how well I'm doing in something. My value is attached to how he's loving me, how he sees me. Are you with me? Now, when I choose to believe that, all of a sudden, there's no pressure on the experience. Yeah. Are you with me? More importantly, all of a sudden, I can find joy in the process. Because you know what I'm going to do now? Like you were mentioning, you know, eyes fixed on the end goal. I'm not going to do that now when I am believing in Jesus and enjoying the process. Because now, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be celebrating my progress. I'm not going to feel the pressure of how much more I've got to go. I'm going to be enjoying my progress. I'm going to be like, geez, what the heck? 
Do you remember yeah. when I learned the first, what was it, 25 notes, which is like three seconds for Tim Henson, right? I'm like, dude, check this out, dude. And you're like, and I'm like, yeah, I freaking did it. Oh my gosh, you know? <laughs> and then towards, like, learned the whole thing, you know, after two or three months, whatever, you know, when you have time to do things or whatever. But yeah. I had no pressure to make it happen. I was not yeah. judging my gift based on how well I'm doing with it. Because the yeah. gift is given from God. That means it's good. Are That's you with it. me? And more, and more importantly, I was not judging myself, you know, a trivial example, but the same principle applies to bigger things in life, right? Yeah. Is, is that I wasn't judging myself based on how uh, fast I'm progressing, how well I'm doing this, you know, all these kind of things. Because when the moment came, when those emo emotions hit, when I hit the proverbial wall, I hit the ceiling, you know? Yeah. And this could be with studies, this could be with work, this could be with emotional things, oh, with gym, anything, anything right? The truth is that I promise you, when you choose to believe, right, that your value is apart from your performance and it's based on Christ's love for you as the gospel tells us, yeah. right? What's going to happen is, is that you're going to experience the grace, the power to enjoy the process. Mm. You're, you're going to experience the encouragement to be like, wow, wait a minute. I can feel I can naturally do this. I wonder what the possibilities are. <laughs> I wonder what the potential is, you know? Uh, that's the beautiful thing, man, is to plug out of yourself and plug into a source that is greater than yourself. That's where it. the limits aren't in place from what you were saying earlier, the external or the physical, should I say. 100%. It's not in place by the physical, that's not in it. place by your, your circumstances or your upbringing or your friends or your family. Plug into the one that has already achieved and conquered. And that's essentially it. speaking, be respawn. Just respawn into Christ, man. That's it's, it's, it. What a beautiful that's it, way to, I like to, it. to wrap that up. And I'm excited. Dude. I'm excited because this is a process that I feel like I can enjoy now. Yeah, of course. That, that process being anything, yeah, I can enjoy it. Exactly. And in all honesty, for anyone that's ever <clears throat> gone into a process of some sort, you will understand then that you can't learn under pressure. 100%. So if there's an option to remove the pressure, mm. let's explore it. Yeah. Let's respawn. Let's respawn that thinking. Let's respawn ourselves in Christ. And let's make it happen. But you know what, Lou? I think for this episode, uh, we, we, have, we have said a lot. Oh, my goodness. We've said <laughs> a lot. And, and ladies and gentlemen, please, we want to hear from you in the comments. If there's something that you want more explanation on, if there's something that you think, okay, wait, we need to spend more time on, you know, please let us know because we're here to talk about these things. We're here to make them known to you. But that being said, always remember, like, follow, share. And send, send these clips and, and, you know, this thing to, to people who aren't necessarily interested in God or whatever. But you know what? They need a clear direction because that, that's yep. what we're here to do, you know. So on that bombshell, I'll take that from Top Gear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from, uh, from myself, Bash, it is uh, grace and peace. We're going to see you in episode three. Oh, that sounds great. That is sounding great. Well, I'm excited, Bash. This is going in a cool direction. Um, yeah, guys, from my side, definitely start sending this out to everyone. There is someone out there that needs just a better way of thinking about things, that needs to hear that they can be respawned into a better way of thinking. From my side, guys, welcome to Respawn. Respawn.